Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod. It's me, your boy Morgan, along with your co-host. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Braulio. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, uh, so what you been up to, Braulio? Uh, today, I actually had the day off, had a big, big migraine, so been nursing that and been enjoying some some filmage, movies, soda. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I mean, speaking of uh, filmage, you mentioned filmage, and some big film news has dropped today. Uh, along with some television news, but we'll get to that in a minute, people. But this this film situation going on with uh, with Mulan. Walk us through what's going on here, Braulio. All right. So this is this is something that's all over the place right now. So as some as a lot of you know, Disney released Mulan on Disney Plus because of the pandemic and so a lot of theaters are closed and you know how the world has ended essentially. So what essentially the release on Disney Plus was, it was an early access. And a lot of people didn't see it as early access. They, they thought that it was your pain for ownership of the film. Now, Disney has released the film on iTunes, you know, everywhere that you could buy the movie. And people are up in arms. They're boycotting Disney because they're complaining that now that you could buy the movie elsewhere, you could own the movie without having to pay the Disney Plus subscription, which is, in my opinion, is ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, um, you're I, I kind of see it on one hand what Disney was going for, because when you go to a movie theater, you're not paying to own the movie you're paying to see it one time per price so i see what they were going for there but at the same time like it's not a regular movie theater time like it's you know you're at your house and normally when you digitally pay 30 dollars or something on your television you're paying to own the movie not paying to see it once and then you know maintain a subscription to keep watching it <laughs> but the thing that i i i, I understand that completely but the thing that that I'm having issues understanding is people that are saying, okay, Disney is they lie to us, they they're horror, they're a, they're a demon company, they're you know the second coming of the Nazi army. It, it makes no sense, bro, because this, since day one they said this is you're paying a thirty dollar fee for an early access so they could continue watching the movie whenever you want, right? Yeah. They never said the movie's not going to be released elsewhere. Maybe they were shady in the way that they released it elsewhere so early. Maybe they should have waited, let's say, till December or something. But still, it was inevitably going to come to iTunes and everywhere else. Because it's like every movie, when it gets released, there's always going to be a video on demand released. Of course. They're, they have to... That's just the way that films are done. There's, of course, there's going to be eventually it's going to come out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever the disc form of it is now. Um, but I mean, they I, don't, I guess people were misconstrued about what Disney meant when they were saying like, hey, pay us 30 bucks plus a subscription. You know, it, like I, I would understand I mean, maybe Disney didn't explain it as well as they possibly could have of like, this is going to come out of the places like I would understand people being upset if Disney was like, hey, it's only going to be on Disney Plus. This is a Disney Plus exclusive, like a PS4 exclusive or whatever. But it's like it's a movie. Eventually, they're but probably they, going to put it in theaters. 
but the thing is they never mentioned that it was going to be a disney plus exclusive they said you're going to have is a premiere access to the movie and you know i understand also it's kind of messed up that if you were to buy it on itunes you get all the special goodies you get you know the deleted scenes the 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 behind the, the behind the scenes, the documentary and all that. But yeah. as a movie that was so expensive and that it was already riddled in controversy, Disney has to make their money somehow. So maybe I'm giving Disney too much benefit of the doubt, but I see it from their perspective and I and I we pay for the movie in my household and I'm not, you know, I'm not boycotting Disney at all cuz I see what happened and not I don't see it as that big of a deal. Is that like there? I I think this personally is not that big of a deal. Like there are plenty of reasons to be angry at Disney, even just for this movie. Like there are plenty of other reasons to be angry at them. This is not really it. Like pick and choose the fight because there are plenty of things to be mad about. (laughs) Exactly. And and you're telling me that when let's say if a movie like Black Widow would have been in a similar situation, you're going to have the same complaint. No, come on, you're going to. Pay the thirty dollars, and and when I guess released on iTunes, if you want to own the movie, you're gonna buy the movie because you have to have known that if you were to cancel your Disney Plus subscription with Mulan, you're not gonna be able to continue watching Mulan because it's tied to your account. And if you cancel your account, you're not gonna be watching continue watching the movie. Yeah. So that's where the whole argument of like, um, if I could, and the only way for me to continue watching it is that I need to continue paying the monthly subscription. Yes, because it's tied to your account that is tied to a monthly subscription. Yeah. Now, is that a little shady? Yes. Should Disney, can they do something or should they do something? Because if you've paid, this is the problem with like treading into new waters or murky waters is there's no rule set for this type of stuff yet. So people get away with things like this. Is it messed up that you paid full price for the movie? that you would if you had purchased it and they didn't tell you you weren't purchasing it yes that's messed up should they or or could they they could we all know they could but should they possibly give you a code or something to that way you can just buy it on itunes or something like whatever yeah sure whatever that way you'll have it since you did pay the like market value it's like getting it's like being like hey give me 30 bucks for this dvd but you got to keep paying me seven dollars a month to keep watching this dvd you know (laughs) I guess, but I mean, if it's true, if the people want that, I guess the the way that they used to do the old VHS, no, well, not VHS, the old when the Blu-ray thing first was getting popular, not yeah, when digital video was coming out originally. That if you download, if you bought a DVD, that you used to come with this code inside that you could redeem the movie inside. I guess you could do yes. that. Yes. Oh, I remember that. That was so awesome. God. So I guess you know if people really have an attachment (laughs) if you really care that much about mulan 2020 you know i guess i'm I'm really on the side of neutral to i don't care yeah because it's just to me it looks like just disney pulled a blockbuster yes you know which is like which really says a lot about like people who've forgotten what a nightmare blockbuster was P.S. I still owe money to Blockbuster. I I borrow Final Fantasy Nine, never give it back. Yep, I I also owe money to them too. Actually, 
For Mario Kart Double gonna... Dash. <laughs> I think we're the cause of the downfall of Blockbuster, man. I think everybody owes Blockbuster money, though. That's the thing. I actually have a friend that lives in Alaska, and she, because they have like such poor connection that she still runs dial-up, so they have a Blockbuster up there, and that's the only way of getting movies for her. Well, uh, leave them up there. Blockbuster, don't come looking for that cash because you're never going to get it. <laughs> yeah, the, those seven, those $10 that I owe you, that they must have accumulated some interest that you're not going to get. Exactly, you know, like I broke that copy of Mario Kart with Double Dash and threw it in a gutter. So you're never, you're not getting the product back or the money, so. <laughs> PS1, RIP. Exactly. Oh, I hated that game. Um, But yeah, speaking of uh, Disney properties, uh spider-man 3 what in the absolute heck is going on with this so this is interesting in so many levels so i don't know what was the latest news that you saw but as of today it has been officially confirmed that benedict cumberbatch is going to be part of the spider-man 3 film yes that is that is also what i've seen so that adds Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten Stewart. Kirsten Stewart. Um, Jamie Foxx. Yep. Uh, what's the... Oh, my God. What's, the, what's this actor's name? Dane DeHaan. Play, Dane DeHaan, the guy that played Dr. Octavius. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but that guy. <laughs> Him. Him is a potential right now, but all these actors are set to be part of Spider-Man 3. When am and I getting Andrew Garfield? Well, him, supposedly, is in talks as well. Yeah. So, at this point, I am just like, is this a Spider-Verse movie? Is this a Spider-Man movie? Is this even an MCU movie? <laughs> My thing about... I Number one, I hope it is a Spider-Verse movie. I hope it's... I hope what we get is Sam Raimi's vision for Spider-Man 4. I want it. I've wanted it for years. I've wanted it since Spider-Man 3 came out. I want it. <laughs> but if we don't get that, uh, I'll take a Spider-Verse live action. I'm down with that. Give me Miles. You know, give me uh, Andrew Garfield being cool, being a skater, dubstep Spider-Man. You know, give me a little bit of Tobey Maguire back. You know, give me that action. You know? <laughs> It'll be kind of cool if Toby does come back. He could be the, like from the Spider-Verse movie, the Spider-Man whose wife, what was it that she left him or that she died? I forgot. No, she left him. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to give you a really hot take right now. Don't I hated Spider-Verse. <gasps> yeah. Sir. <laughs> Sir, how do you say this? <laughs> I despise that movie. I don't know what everybody sees in that movie, bro. But the soundtrack. Okay, maybe maybe hate it. Maybe hate is a big word. I dislike the movie. But the soundtrack is so good. <laughs> the soundtrack is dope. The soundtrack is dope. But pig pig man or pig spider? Peter Porker, yes, spider pig. <laughs> no. Yes. No. But yes, though. <laughs> Miles, I love Miles, but it's I feel like it went too much. I mean, Spider Man has a lot of wacky parts to him it's like frog thor you know like you need a yeah, little bit of spider pig <laughs> yeah but that least goes with loki and enchantress but anyways going staying with the with the what the 
f is going on. So here's my thing. If Benedict Cumberbatch is coming to the movies, who right now they're saying is going to be playing the mentor role for Peter, he's not even, they're confirming that he's going to be the the dealing with multiverse or anything. It's just, he's going to be going to be the surrogate father or playing the essentially what Tony Stark was. Which I take umbrage with. I have things to say about this. Peter Parker. Peter Parker is his own independent superhero who does not need a father around in order to teach him how to be a hero. That is what makes him good. That is what makes him the best hero that everybody can see themselves in is that you can figure it out on your own and you can stumble and fall and still get there in the end. It is insane and inane and ridiculous that they keep pairing him up with these older rich guys who are just jerks. And just in case, because they're like, oh, he can't stand on his own. So we need to make someone else more popular so they can write off the back of our billion dollar franchise that is Spider-Man and Peter Parker. It makes no sense. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I want Uncle Ben back and I want Aunt May to play a bigger role as his parent she's his parent we don't need dr strange (laughs) (laughs) it's been building up for a while (laughs) i I felt the passion that's why i I had to let you vent and not say anything but (sighs) i'm see on the one hand i'm so for it because i'm a huge dr strange fan you know that dr strange is my number one mcu movie even above Iron Man, above Endgame, above Infinity War. You know this. Yeah, he's great. And yeah, and it's my my number one movie. My Doctor Strange. <laughs> and I'm all for it. And I want him to be part of the movie. Like, I wouldn't mind if he's in part of the movie. But if he has a cameo. Let's say if Peter, since he's running away now from, from the police because of J, J. Jonah Jameson outing him as spider-man if let's say if he goes to those sanctum sanctorium and he says uh wizard can you help me out can you open one of your portal thingies and dr strange just opens a portal and for him and mj to go to cali him and mj go to cali they end up in venom world that's it dr strange is not there no more i'll be fine with that but the fact now that they're, they're, they're trying to bring... It, this movie feels, in my opinion, is too bloated. And there's not even a movie yet. It's just so much bloatedness. And, and this speculations of Jamie Foxx and 90210 and Creed and Barracuda. Whatever. Which, like, I, <sighs> like, I know that people are it, it could be the curse of spider-man 3 that's what it could be honestly because we all remember what happened to the last one okay and i love that movie i love it i own it on for my psp i used to watch it every single time i would go on a uh, field trips i love that movie it's great but like we all know what happened to that movie there were too many villains there was too much going on and it led to not and there was a lot going on behind the scenes that caused sam raimi to get upset um, cause he didn't get to realize his vision, but it ended up with a disjointed and a movie that people have mixed feelings about at best, you know, uh, I will die on my dying breath. I will say that emo Spider-Man is the greatest thing to ever happen to cinema, but we all know about the rest of that movie. <laughs> I blame Sony. I blame Sony because they're seeing that there's so much success in these movies and now they're trying to get their greedy little palms in there. They can't let Marvel do their Marvel thing and just 
do the Marvel way. Now they're trying to get all these extra elements in there that you don't need. You had a great story that was building with Peter being outed as Spider-Man. Just let that play out. He and MJ are going to have to be on the run now. Peter mostly, MJ, because she and him are now an item. Exactly. Let whoever's going to be the bad guy, if it's Craven, if it's end up being Venom or whatever, let that be the villain. Let that, even if it's Craven, a younger Craven, that he has to hunt them. Not because he's trying to kill him, but because he's the person that was hired by J. Jonah Jameson to hunt Spider-Man. Let that be the damn movie. Don't have to, you don't have to go with all these routes. And then, oh my God, and then there's the other rumor now that they're saying that the, that Morbius is also going to have a cameo in there. See, it gets to set up his own movie. It gets to be too much in the I like this is where I get annoyed with filmmaking being a business. Like this is what it all comes down to synergy. And I hate that word so much because it leads to problems like this. Sony is attempting to get synergy for not just Morbius, but to to get synergy for spider-verse as well because if you can bring it into the mcu you open up the gate for miles you open up the gate for the rest of the the spider-man mythos to suddenly join the mcu so they want synergy there marvel wants synergy because kevin feige likes jamie fox's electro whatever and they're looking for synergy across games and across all these types of stuff so yeah and then they have dr strange there because they want more synergy between the spider-man franchise and the mcu and they feel like spider-man can't stand on his own because you know sony will lay a claim to him or something some nonsense like that so they need to have as many ties as possible to keep him bound to the mcu so stony doesn't steal him away you know like i hate it <laughs> you know just make a movie <laughs> or don't call it spider-man just call it avengers light or yes or whatever just this is i'm i'm a huge marvel fan the hell my podcast is essentially a marvel podcast yeah. and this is to me is too much yeah. and i know that we're just going off feelings based on news that came out today but when we have more time to dissect this and more time to regroup and be more relaxed we're still gonna hate it that's the thing that's the point about it exactly i've everyone knows how i felt about <laughs> far from home and how its entire focus is pretty much on tony stark like spider-man like i understand that <sighs> that mcu spider-man didn't it skipped over the uncle ben stuff and that's what most of spider-man's pathos is that's what most of like the emotional backing of his character and what we care about him is is from his relationship with uncle ben and how uncle ben's death defined peter's career as a hero and defined his personal life and his responsibilities and whatever and the mcu completely glossed over that and completely skipped that so we we lack that relationship and they're trying to fill that void with tony stark and with dr strange and all these other things when they could have just they could have covered it in like 10 minutes we all know the story you could throw in with great power comes great responsibility and then you don't have to keep putting in these middle-aged rich guys in order to make him feel like he's suddenly a son <laughs> you know yep. oh gosh the the angers <laughs> it's there oh my goodness <laughs> oh god oh all right let that off my chest <laughs> <laughs> there's so much anger there <laughs> i don't think i've I'm ever been more, more, that's the funny thing yeah i'm still gonna see it 
like this could open up to like that uh that post civil war storyline or was that during civil war where like peter parker goes into blackgate prison and just beats the absolute piss out of a uh, out of kingpin or is that Black- whatever the marvel equivalent of that is <laughs> i think that was around secret not secret wars around civil war yeah i think that might have been middle of civil war or something like that right after his uh, like identity is about to get exposed or something like that so you could have it be that and then you can tie in charlie cox's daredevil because then you have kingpin kingpin's in jail at the at the moment so he could release spider-man's uh or something like whatever you know threaten aunt may or something like that and then spider-man rolls up to prison and just beats him up and that could be great you know mary jane has to go on the run in that comic like you could tie all this stuff together yeah let's see what they do yeah um i'm i'm still gonna watch like i said i'm still gonna watch the movie I'm still excited for it. It's just, I feel like it's bloated at the moment. And I'm hoping that, for one thing, I'm hoping that the whole Jamie Foxx thing is not necessarily that it's Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man. And if he is Electro, it's just a new version of Electro being played by the same actor. Yes. Or the, the, let's just start from there. I'm I'm also hoping for return of Topher Grace as Venom and uh, for the lizard and his lizard gas. And maybe Sandman. Sandman, underappreciated hero. Uh, and maybe uh, Green Goblin as well. Let's do it. Willem Dafoe and James Franco. Give me both. Uh, I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of more superhero news, I don't know if you saw this today, uh, and I'm not sure if you're a big fan of this franchise, but Amazon released the teaser trailer for Invincible um that'll be coming out next year have you heard of the Uh, invincible franchise not at all not familiar with this uh so invincible is an indie comic um that's i believe it's image i believe it's from image um but it's essentially just a teenager whose dad is the most powerful superhero in the universe so he of course inherits his powers and he becomes invincible and uh he has to deal with all these sorts of uh you know all these sorts of villains and kind of figuring out how to pull his punches because one punch could just eviscerate a man immediately you know like he's the most powerful thing ever <laughs> wait one punch man pretty much it's like one punch man on steroids and he can fly so superman yes but like not makes- afraid to murder immediately cuz he's a teenager <laughs> So, oh my God, Brightburn. Yes, Brightburn, uh, Hyperion, like all these sorts of things. And he's kind of like dealing with this weird, insane Justice League-esque group. And he forms his own like Teen Titans situation. And it's like, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of drama, a lot of, um, a lot of heroing, a lot of action. It's a great comic series. It's great. I'm very fascinated by the, that sounds interesting, by the way. But I'm mostly more, I'm more fascinated by Amazon in general and their whole approach into superheroes because it looks like they're trying to build up their own superhero repertoire with the boys. With now this show, uh, they have another superhero show that they're that uh that they're getting. They also not did the mention, Tick as well. Yeah, not to mention the Sony shows that are that are well the here those the boys is Sony, but the other shows that are coming like um. The spider, the spider, wow, the spider, spider verse related shows. Yeah, yeah. 
So I wonder if this is their kind of thing to compete with um, Disney Plus and with um, HBO Max, DC and Marvel. I mean, it'd be cool. Uh, and we, I mean, we've seen Netflix also bolstering their superhero stuff with like Umbrella Academy and that new uh, Spanish show. That's uh, what is it? Like one of us or something like that? Like us? One like us? Something like that? Um, so I mean, no <laughs> yeah, there's some. Is it like a Spanish show on uh, or movie on Netflix now? Uh, where a teenage girl figures out that she has powers and she joins up with like this Justice League group thing. I watch a lot of shows. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm getting super superhero fatigue, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's so much of it now. Like everybody's cashing in on it because it's like you see that it's a multi-billion-dollar empire. You're gonna jump in on it eventually. But I like. I think Amazon is refreshing. Almost weirdly enough, like it's weird to say that Amazon's refreshing for the superhero genre, but they are. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, what? I get, I get tired of like the same like Marvel and DC like Disney fied superhero thing, you know. So when I see something like The Boys, where I'm like, oh, like it's so good. When I see something like The Tick, where it's hilarious, like The Tick should have gone for another three seasons. It's hilarious. It's it's uh, you know it's got a good action sequences. It's got a good heart to it. Like those things are refreshing. <laughs> I need more shows like Supernatural and stuff like that. Oh my god, that's what I need in my life. <laughs> and it's sad, it's sad that Supernatural's ending this season. It's true, but I mean, yeah, I got out of like season two. <laughs> Dude, you should you should definitely go back into it and watch it. I was more of a Legends of Tomorrow kind of guy, you know. I I can never get into Legends. Really? This is the CGI just killed me it's the so funny Arrowverse cgi was horrible yeah but like legends knows that they're garbage and i love that like they know they know that their budget is just it, they have too much and they shouldn't have it and then they have too little like they just save all of theirs until like the last episode and then they blow it all <laughs> you know a show was awesome because they like their budget was non-existent but then they had like an amazing budget budget was lost yes Cause didn't they film Lost in like the same island that they filmed like um, The Bachelor or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Same exact one out in Hawaii. Yeah. Good show. Yeah, but I mean, you know, until that last couple episodes. Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But like, yeah. I'll take. I I I I still I I love the ending of Lost. Sir, sir, you are uh, <laughs> you are making a lot of choices this episode. Okay, <laughs> you are alienating your uh the audience. <laughs> Listen, I think it's it's been it's been long enough. I think it's time for a Lost rewatch. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, you know, be interesting. Do a Lost rewatch and a Lost recapitation episode episode breakdown. If listen, if people want to see me get pro progressively angrier and angrier on this show, we can go ahead and do that. <laughs> Let's do it, Freckles. You know, people are gonna just listen to me get just angrier and angrier, just just physically more rage filled. <laughs> All I know is that Sawyer should have been the 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 heart of the cards or the, the island, whatever, the right. island messiah. I mean, Sawyer was okay. He was okay. You know, I was a John guy. <laughs> I was I was never Hurley guy. What? 
He was he was too much comedic relief, comic relief. He was the man. <laughs> Hurley was too much bulk and skull for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, him, uh what's his name? Uh Ken. Was it yeah, I think it's Ken. I don't know. Uh my Korean couple. Okay. Love them so much. Uh and then the black man and his son. They were all my those are my guys. <laughs> And Charlie. Charlie was great. <laughs> the black man and the sun. I forgot his name, but... Oh, my God. The traitor. You're talking about the traitor guy, right? Sir. Sir. He did what he had to do. <laughs> he did not do what he had to do. That's he why he, he died. He was trapped on the island as a whisper. Glad he was trapped. I, the, you know what they, they never explained that still pisses me off, though? The sun grew, like, 75 inches. His voice changed, and they never addressed it. Like... Hey, puberty hits hard. At least, <laughs> at, at least acknowledge that he's older. You're making it sound like he's still the same little boy, Walter, that left like two two episodes ago. No, Walter is this grown ass man <laughs> that could dunk on your face now. Puberty hits hard, man. Puberty hits hard. <laughs> Dude, Walter got hit by puberty like a ton of bricks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they, they didn't acknowledge it. That's the part. It's like. Walter, you left like two two episodes ago. No, he left like 20 years ago. Listen, he went off. He came back, you know, and uh, puberty was like, all right, cool. It's time. <laughs> He's like, you're the smoke monster now. Yeah, you know, I mean, is listen, Charlie was cool. He was probably my favorite. Charlie and Hurley were my favorites um, because Charlie was like, he had a lot of stuff to deal with. And I was down with that. I was cool with that. I loved his rocker thing. And Hurley was hilarious. And I love that. I loved um, the Korean guy was Jin, by the way. I just Jin. remember the name. I loved uh, Miles. Yes. Because you know he he was the he was Jun Tao's right hand. Mm-hmm. And who 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 else that I like? I like Kate, but yo, I, I hated Anna Lucia. <gasps> oh yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> Anna Lucia was so annoying. A lot the of episode- people on that show were annoying, re- just real annoying. <laughs> no, but the seasons that she was there, she was there for one season, and it was like you just you're bringing Letty into this show, mm-hmm. but we don't we don't have cars, so bring leave Letty out of this. You could still be the tough chick, but why do you have to be Letty? Well, I just mean- be the be the tough Spanish chick. We need that. We don't have that anywhere else. It's true. <laughs> You know what was really good though? That speaking of Mr. Lost, Echo, yeah, Mr. Echo was actually very good, and DARPA and all the type of, like that was really cool, like lore building, the stuff they would they did, they did that they did with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they you know they made like a spoof show of Lost, the online thingy. No, on TBS. I was not aware of this. Yeah, it's called like uh, Stranded or something like that. It's on TBS. It's got a really good cast, like surprisingly like a really good cast. It's a comedy and it's so funny. And it's like, you know, if you don't know what Lost is and you watch the show, you'll just be like, oh, how'd they come up with that? But when you know what Lost is, they're like playing off of every beat of Lost and like making fun of it where it like got really dumb and all these types of stuff. And it's so good. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, it, so- it sounds like I'll be more offended than than enjoying me. But 
no you would really you you really like it because it's like they you know they revere like the stuff that was really good about lost like but they just make fun of the stuff that was really bad <laughs> okay good because yeah. i'm very i'm a i'm making fun of lost now and criticizing it but i'm very defensive of that show yeah like you know they make fun of like why in the world would you push that button like why would you do it i'm not pushing the button i'm gonna let the timer run out we'll see what happens <laughs> i will push that button until the end of the life man is that like i'm not pushing desmond. the button dude <laughs> desmond i love desmond yeah it's like i mean listen that's all i'm saying is the second you push the button you get drawn in you know i'm not gonna get drawn in you're not getting me involved in none of this stuff i'll die if i have to i'm not pushing that button you're not gonna get me involved in any of this <laughs> no listen man so so young side of us in rush hour push the button nope because that's the second the second they push that button they got involved in the entire shenanigan i'm getting on a boat i'm leaving or i'm staying there and i'm dying i don't care <laughs> listen man um lucifer from supernatural wouldn't end all wouldn't let the, the island get destroyed jacob yeah that's another thing how do you how do you go from jacob essentially an angel or god whatever you are to the devil in another show that's like such a shift i mean you know you, you do what you gotta do though. yeah you get that paycheck you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh um but what that were we talking awesome. about? they should bring him i don't know somewhere something about something about superheroes or something <laughs> yeah. um yeah uh so you know we'll do a loss breakdown because that that seems like a really good time and uh it seems like it'll be really fun <laughs> uh, yeah, i'm definitely down for that yeah and just to update the people bralia what episode of the boys are you on now <laughs> uh so star girl just uh did an audition oh, oh no <laughs> she got chosen to to join some seven thing and she got taken up to an upstairs office oh no, no. so uh she was meeting with aquaman no don't remind me of this and i paused the show because oh. i had to do something so i am further into episode one now my sweet baby <laughs> oh and there's a a, a guy whose girlfriend got uh, obliterated by black flash yeah a train <laughs> yeah i still don't know the character name so uh, i know that there's a snobby superman uh homelander uh, yep hot wonder woman queen Maeve. yeah uh there's tattooless aquaman um that would be the deep there it is uh star girl i still haven't found her dc slash superhero equivalent so i'm guessing she will be starfire because of the name yeah kind of it's like starfire pretty much because she just shoots electricity you know so this is dc related like i wouldn't be compared to marvel characters yeah pretty much like it's, it's, they're kind of just like dc people yeah okay yeah. and and then Black Flash is A Train, yeah. A Train. Oh, okay. there's there's so much to that show. You're gonna get in there and you're gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. So from the 15 minutes that I saw, the show looks really good. Oh, give it time. 
<laughs> like it's very good it's really good but uh oh boy your your soul is gonna who but that season finale just dropped uh as of the time that this will be going up the season finale for the boys season two will be out watch it uh i will be as well um <laughs> if if you if you do end up doing a review for the season two before i get a chance to catch up i will be skipping that episode and so i catch up with the shows yes yeah you know uh we'll try and only do it when you're here because that'll be i want it i want to know what you feel as you watch it <laughs> i mean i'm interested in the way that it's uh, so i'm only 15 minutes in and i'm already getting some some vibes that i'm liking like it looks to be that uh douchey superman i forgot his name you just mentioned it homelander homelander is the de facto leader but he's not necessarily the leader there's still a higher source than him oh yeah <laughs> and that there's and there's like 200 heroes but they it's like an organization so it's interesting so far yeah like it, it gets it gets deep there's like deep lore and stuff i legitimately i couldn't make it through the comics because of how like because of how depraved they got like i'm a degenerate and like i've seen some stuff on the internet i could not make it through that i was like i'm out <laughs> who's the publisher for them um oh i think it's i think it's an image or it's um i own it so i should know this but it's one it's an indie it's an indie indie company um, I think it might be Image. Either that or a Dark Wolf. One of the two. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah. I thought that Dark Wolf was going on our business, but if that's them, that go for them. I think they might have signed some deal with Universal or something. No, because it's being produced by Sony. Who who signed that deal with... Uh, then It's probably Image then, because I think Image has the deal with Sony and, uh, and Amazon. Um... Who who's Bloodshot? Bloodshot is is that Valiant? Actually, I think it would be Valiant. You know what's funny? We have the Google's machine. We do. So let's see. There's so many so, comic companies boys, at this point. The Boys Comic. It is published by. Is it Dark Horse? I feel like it's Dark Horse. <laughs> no, it's uh. Wallstorm. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, Dynamite yeah. Entertainment. Yeah, well, Dynamite, Dynamite Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. Yep. People were yelling at that for a second. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we don't know all the indie indie publishers. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so Dynamite Entertainment and then Wildstorm. And then, so they, whoever they, you know, whoever they're a subsidiary of or whatever, got that deal with Sony, and now they got the show up. Um, I mean, that's really... It's, oh, they're, they're a subsidiary of DC Comics. Ah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense what their all their characters are DC comics or DC mockups. Yeah, it's like how they uh they DC buys everything though. We all know. <laughs> but wait, doesn't um don't they doesn't the boys have a Captain America that's gonna be played by Jensen Ackles? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, there's so much to that show. Like you have, I'm I'm assuming you haven't seen any spoilers of it. No, I'm trying to avoid spoilers like the plague. 
oh my gosh this is gonna be beautiful just to just to see the progression <laughs> as you watch this show week by week <laughs> i'm i'm excited for it man i'm really am yeah this is gonna be beautiful um but yeah let's let's get out of there before i accidentally spoil something because i don't want you to i don't want you to be ruined by this um so oh, and just to before we get hate mail um uh, brightburn there's doesn't have a comment line it's just uh film 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 yes yeah which is a is a good film it's a good film it talks about some interesting concepts i don't know that it would necessarily turn out like that i mean i think that a lot of those movies are interesting in that they navigate the human psyche of whether or not humanity is innately evil or if there is good left in us um but yeah <laughs> i i've re, um i recently rewatched brightburn and i'm i i have thoughts on it i enjoyed it thoroughly and i do believe that things will actually turn out like that because if you're a teenager and you find out that you have all this power and you're being mocked, judged, and all this, and you accidentally were to hurt somebody, and you're being forced to, in a way, apologize and make up for them for you know for quote unquote your wrongdoings, you will take resentment in that. And as a teenager going through through puberty, you will have all these emotions. And let's be honest, uh, Briar's parents weren't. Briar was his first name, right? Yeah, I think so. Me. Briar's parents weren't the 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 Kents, so it's they weren't raising him with the same morals. So you know, 100%. I could see they going another way. Oh, one hundred percent. I already know. This is why I always hope that it's you know. I know I would sell. It. It's just what it is. Because me as a teenager was terrible. That like, was the worst. <laughs> How oh, yeah, mad I would be. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Dude, I would so be using my powers for evil. Exactly. Like I'd be like, oh cool, yeah. How many how many 7-Elevens can we hit tonight with super speed? <laughs> the thing is I wouldn't definitely I would not wear that creepy ass mask though. Yeah, it was no. cool, but look like upside down diapers or whatever. Yeah, that but was I digress. Real dumb. Um but yeah, uh this week we had a long conversation in the middle of the night about music. Yes. And about uh, the meteoric rise of DJ Cadillac. <laughs> DJ Cadillac. And uh, our various um, our various paths in music, our various um, movements, one might say, or uh, or um, I don't know, journeys. And uh, it's been a it's been an interesting week for music. Like recently, uh, I just got into a dude named Corpse, who's like a really good rapper. You know, and it's uh, and it got it gave me a lot of inspiration. I finished up a couple of songs, and I was they're being made. So I figured we could talk some music as well. Interesting. Let's go for it. Yeah. So um, so let's start off with the basics. Uh, what is your what? When did you start writing music? When did you start fiddling around with beats or fiddling around with music? So my music journey begun in where most Spanish boys' music journey begun. In the cafeteria, just making beats. You know, rapping, freestyling. Well, not Spanish boys, all boys in general. <laughs> That's where their music journey begun. You know, just freestyling in the cafeteria, making music. 
But then in early 2000s, that's when the reggaeton boom hit. Gasolina mm. came out, Daddy Yankee came out. So every Spanish person from where I was from became a reggaeton producer. I took that to the extreme because to me, reggaeton was never about is the fad or is the the movement of the of the right now. It is something that connected with me, is something that pushed me to become the person that I am today. To this day, it's my musical choice and it's what I connect with the most. Like uh, if you look at my playlist, it's 95 Spanish reggaeton, 5% mix. Mm. And at that point, I started, I don't, I had a, a really crappy computer, you know, with a giant uh, monitor, you know, that it was massive, the crappy speakers. And the first thing that I remember downloading was uh, Nuendo. Which was my first DOS. So those unfamiliar DOS is a audio, digital audio recorder, or editor. Yeah, I forgot what the actual terminology, the the definition is or whatever. Yeah. But that's essentially what it is. Not to be confused with other DOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I started make, playing around with some audios, and you know I started getting good at it. So as I started speaking to my parents and I started telling them like, you know, I, this is something that I really enjoyed. My dad for my birthday, he actually gave me a better computer. I really at the, at that time it was a really powerful computer. It had a, I forgot how many cores or whatever. Cause you know, at that time you don't care about cores. Yeah. So I bought a really good computer. I had FL studios, which at that time was called fruity loops though. Hmm. And I saved up my own money to buy KR5 studio monitors, which is studio speakers. Yeah. So from that point, I bought a MIDI keyboard. I started making beats, learning how to play the keyboards from scratch. I never took any music classes. I just learned by hearing. And as I started playing with my friends, I mean, started playing for my friends, they enjoyed my music. I started composing. I started doing some, started writing some songs. I started meeting up with certain people. They said, okay, you know, I'll give you $10 if you could get, make me this melody. Then this other person said, okay, can I give you $50 if you make me this complete beat? Okay. Um, one person said, okay, I'll give you $100 if you, if I could, if you, if I could record this song, you edit it for me produce it, master it. Okay. So all this money, I never wasted it. I kept pulling it and pulling it and pulling it. And so I used that money to upgrade the microphone that I was using at the time. I upgraded the computer I was using at the time. So I continued to upgrade my gear mm. to the point that I had a Yamaha. Oh my God. What was the, the keyboard that was really popular at the in the early 2000s, it was a Yamaha. Oh, yeah. I have one of those in my house right now. <laughs> yeah, everybody Thank have you. one of them things. <laughs> Damn, I forgot. I so forgot the name. But it's, you know, one of those big keyboards. It was six, a 64-key keyboard, Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. Everybody had one of those. <laughs> yep. You know, that two, the 
$1,600 keyboard. <laughs> so I was, at that point, I was serious. So I, I continued making beats. And at that point, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making music and I'm charging scraps. Yeah. But I was having fun. So what I did was, okay, I'm going to focus and I'm going to make my own mini mixtape. So I did. It was a 16-track mixtape. At that point, I my moniker was DJ Cadillac. My quote-unquote record label was called TRC, Tiempo Completo Records, which is uh, full-time records, but, you know, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I did those 16 tracks. One of them actually got picked up in uh, Spanish radio in the Dominican Republic. Mind you, I did not sing. I did not rap. I was merely the composer, producer, sound engineer. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what drove me. That's what my passion was in terms of music. And that's my story. Well, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's an awesome story right there, because it's like. And then you're still, you're still at this time, still making beats sometimes, right? Yeah. So I'm, the thing is at this point in my life, I'm not as passionate as I'm still passionate in music, but I'm not as passionate as before. Mm. I don't have a MIDI keyboard or cause you know, I don't have the, the space for it at this point, uh, but I do have, since I have used my iPad for everything, I use, use digital keyboards and you know, since I have the iPad Pro, I use, you know, you could convert technically map the keys to, to the, to the keys. Yeah, yeah. So I do that sometimes. So I'd be playing, I do play from time to time. And I, whenever I'm bored, I do fiddle around with music. Uh, for a music production now, what I use is Beatmaker Pro, Beatmaker 3, which is an iPod, an I, iPad software or if i'm using the, the mac i use logic pro x uh-huh. all fantastic software but to me nothing will ever compare to the to the joy that you get from messing around with fl studios on a pc and this i know that this is contradicting everything that i have ever said related to being a completely mobile user how the ipad is the future nothing will ever compare to that feeling of having a uh uh you know a mouse that's wired can fiddling around trying to get that scrolly wheel to get those those you know those keys to connect to get the right keys to light up and i know that the fl2 studios is on the ipad and i do have it downloaded so before anybody sends me any emails i do have it on the ipad but it's not the same i tried it it's not the same feeling it's not the same emotions that it brings out of me and it doesn't resonate with me interesting yeah yeah i can i can understand that it's something about um it's why i always have guitars around and even when i uh i left my guitar at my house at one point and i was you know off at college or whatever and i bought another guitar because i just need it around like it's something about it because you know there's there's like riff apps and all this type of stuff but it's not the same yeah you need the sound you need the you need the some you need something tangible something that you could connect with yeah like you need that feel because we we have a very similar um story for music and i think most people who who make music at some point or continue to make music um have the same story when you really think about it and really listen to it um 
you know, much like you, I started out, you know, just banging around, you know, at school and lunchroom or at home, whatever, you know, tapping out, uh, you know, tapping out bars or whatever. Like I have a different, a little bit of a different story in the fact that my family is a, is a musical family, you know, like my, my grandfather still tours to this day. Well, not right now. Cause you know, whatever, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he was touring, you know, before all this hit, you know, my, my uncle, still plays in a rock band, you know, like my great grandfather had an ink spots when everybody was in an ink spots band, you know, like, <laughs> so nice. Yeah. So I came out the womb and everyone was like, get this boy an instrument, you know, <laughs> like they didn't even get you the bottle. They got you an instrument. Yeah. Is it you? One of my first toys as a baby was a, uh, was a baby guitar. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So they were like, get this kid, every instrument we could find, this boy's going to, be a musician <laughs> and you know so i had like keyboards baby keyboards and and baby guitars and all this type of stuff and you know before i even had like power rangers or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> so like that was you know my my dad especially was like this is what he's gonna do and i was like no <laughs> you know uh and then you know i got a little bit older and i was i was doing like i was making home videos of like me just doing action stunts or you know or or doing lines for for theater or whatever and all these types of stuff and then i was banging out these little notes that would go with uh with whatever performance i was doing and then you know i hit school and i was taking music lessons so i played clarinet uh for six seven eight years something like that uh in jazz band and all this type of stuff like ugh. <laughs> but i did it and i played piano and i was learning guitar and all this type of stuff um and, you know, then high school hit and I was, you know, bands and music and writing and I was writing these songs for this girl. Like, I think the first song I wrote was third grade. I wrote a song. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I wrote a song for this girl who uh, who was dating somebody else. And I figured uh, because I had seen so many Disney movies, I figured that if I wrote her a song and then I played it, that she would leave him and date me. Because <laughs> that's Disney. yeah, that's obvious how it works. <laughs> Listen, girl, people say that Disney teaches young girls the wrong things, but it teaches boys the wrong things, too. Exactly. Uh, it, of course, did not work out that way at all. Um, it's not at all how it works. Kids, don't listen to Disney. Uh, they will lie to you. <laughs> Unless you're listening to Marvel, in which case you definitely can build on Iron Man suit. Yes. Um, but, you know, as long as you're rich enough. Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk, sponsor us. Yes. Uh, but you know, I wrote this song for this girl. It was a horrible song that I look at it. You know, now I've written songs that are actually good, uh, and I've been able to sell for money. But <laughs> back then, you know, like you're, it's the most basic chord structure in the world. You know, the most basic rhyming structure in the world. You know, I think I rhymed baby with lady or something. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> like it was garbage. You know, but it was a start. And then you know, I kept writing more and more music, and girls suddenly cared. You know, I guess I was like sad or something. I don't know. Like, I guess I was depressed or whatever. And girls find that hot. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't That's do what though. I did. <laughs> no, but it's the it's it gives character to you. I guess it 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 builds, you know, heart, and it teaches you. It gives you a life lesson essentially exactly you know and then high school hit and of course you know you get your first girlfriend for like for real you know like your first real girlfriend 
and you know i would write her songs all the time and you know i did acapella and all these you know i was constantly singing constantly involved in some form of performance art so and she was a ballerina in you know whatever so she was all about it and everything and uh you know blah 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 you know whatever skip ahead i'm playing you know i play some bands whatever do all that type of stuff and now you know i still feel that passion a little bit like i still feel that fire burning in what i as if like you know it's what i want to do it's what i feel inside and much like you had reggaeton um mine was punk music you know like Mm -hmm. it was something about i I think the first time i heard it was like might have been uh elmo you can drive my car or something from like sesame street Like, which is the, it was like a weird thing to say for, to a lot of people when you're like, Sesame Street got me into punk, you know? <laughs> no, but I got it. Yeah, like Sesame Street had this song, like a sing-along uh, CD. And I was, and my mom used to play like, you know, she was, she was one of those moms that would like play Mozart for your baby and it'll be smart, you know? <laughs> which does work. Yeah, which the merits of that are, you know, they are what they are. Um, I don't know. I do physics sometimes. Yeah, so maybe it does work. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, my my parents played um some stick song, <laughs> and I pee out the window sometimes. So make up that what you will. Yeah, but I do that. I'm kidding, too. guys. I'm kidding. I do not do that. I do not do that yeah. much. <laughs> you know, but it's like you know. So she was one of those parents. So I get you know. So she played like the Sesame Street sing-alongs when I was a baby. And I used to only want to hear the Elmo, You Can Drive My Car song because it was, it was, you know, it was like a rock song, like a rockish, punky song sung by Elmo about this girl, which could explain my insatiable thirst. You know, because <laughs> you know? I grew up listening to Elmo sing a thirst song about a girl. So that could be it. Who knows? <laughs> I almost showed you how to be the beeves before the beeves. Exactly, you know. So, you know, that that sound, of course, like, you know, it sticks with you. That first, like, song that you would that you were attached to, you know, like it, it, it bonds to your soul almost, you know. Um, and then, you know, of course, I heard like Tony Hawk Pro Skater when I got a little bit older and I was able to play games and, you know, and then Disney Extreme Skate Adventure, of course, because that's awesome. You know, then ACDC and Metallica and all, you know, it just got worse and worse and worse <laughs> with like this addiction. And, then, you know, my chem happened and that was oh, the pinnacle of my existence. <laughs> you say worse, but that sounds like a really good upgrading into me. I mean, you know, to my mom, it was probably worse, you know, because <laughs> my room was just, you know, like just loud noises coming out of my room just constantly, you know, just, <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, it's like, I, I still feel it. Um, and, you know, people who, uh, so, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know. I never know how to tell the tale of me getting into music because I feel like, you know, I feel like the story's not over, you know? Um, because, you know, people who are listening to this podcast, um, not by the time that this is out, but more than likely by the time the next episode is out, there will be, I will have put out a new single. So look forward to that. Listen to that. Stream that. I don't know. Go to, go to the iTunes and stream that. Tell your friends, uh, tell everyone, you know, and, uh, 
and if people you don't know as well tell them too <laughs> you're gonna put it on the youtubes or everywhere uh it should be going everywhere at some point but it'll definitely be on youtube uh first um and then you know put it out on itunes and spotify and you know any place that people want to listen to it um, i'll definitely be pushing that to on my feed thank you yeah thank you yeah um yeah, like I, I never know how to like tell the story of me getting into music because it's constant, I guess. I don't know. Because um, it's not finished. It's not over. I don't know. It, I haven't gotten to where I want to be with it. Um, and I don't think anywhere, you know, I don't think anybody, until they get there, I don't think anybody gets to where they want to be. Or maybe they never get there. Maybe that's why they get further in life, you know? <laughs> it's ever-changing. It's ever-evolving. That's the That's the best way to see it. Yeah, you know, like uh, music, of course, for me, started out as something that my family wanted me to do, and then it became something that I did for fun, and now it's something that I'm blessed enough to be able to, you know, do because not only is it fun, but it's something that could be really cool, and uh, hopefully people will find it cool. Hopefully people want to listen to it, um, you know. But we, uh, unfortunately, every single time that we, we try and record, uh, with Veronica, who is also a punk person, uh, it falls through. But <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully, actually, uh, sneak peek, little preview for you guys. Uh, I'm actually writing a song for her. Ooh, you're writing a song hmm? for Veronica. Yep. Interessante. To um, to produce completely. Interessante. Now, see. yeah. See, this is where the controversy and the drama of the podcast starts because you never, you did not offer this deal to me until last night. <laughs> <laughs> you never asked. That's true. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, but now I do. And we're going to work on some stuff together as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. Or not kind of cool. That's going to be definitely cool. Is but it? let me ask you a question, though. Um, what instruments do you play? Uh, I mean, like I said, I've played clarinet for like nine years. Uh, I play guitar, um, and I play a little bit of piano. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm gonna I, I play drums, but I, like to the effect of like I can drum a punk song. Not like I'm not like classical drum material, you know. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not like classical or anything, but like I was, you know. But I can do okay i guess and we'll we'll kind of knock some stuff out <laughs> for me my my weapon of choice is always gonna be the violin Ooh, oh i love the violin so much yep oh my god that's one skill that i want to pass down to my daughter yes i love the violin so much um i had funny oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say i had a friend who played the violin in high school and she was so good at it what were you gonna say a uh, funny story back in the what year was it oh eight on oh eight oh nine if you would have rode the one train between 50 50th and south ferry and you saw a spanish boy playing the violin then you saw me now <laughs> Oh, eight or oh nine. What time during the day or night would this have been? Uh, 
usually around rush hour time okay more okay. more donations <laughs> okay um i mean it's, it's actually a very serious possibility that we did actually cross paths at this point because uh, <laughs> i did used to like mess around in that area just like going to you know just being a dumb teenager or whatever <laughs> being a dumb preteen. Uh, teenagers at that time was the worst because if they see another teenager it's even if there's talent their talent is not one of them they're gonna appreciate is mockery towards that person that's like oh you're you're begging for money no i'm playing for money exactly. two different things yeah like you know like i always appreciated and respected um like train busking and all that type of stuff and i would join in sometimes <laughs> like if a dude like um at columbus circle or a little bit above it uh, i think like 72nd street stop or something like that um there's this guy who plays guitar he plays bass guitar and he just sings different songs and he was like hey you want to join in i was like yeah why not i'm not doing anything <laughs> nice and, yeah because i just See, you know, that's I love, love right there yeah like I, I just love singing i love uh you know any chance really to you know any excuse honestly i was like yeah sure whatever dude <laughs> like <laughs> you know because it's great it's awesome when you see talent on the train like it's something that's that honestly people don't appreciate enough because it's like you're going home and you're seeing somebody who is sharing this incredible talent with you whether it be like breakdancing using a train car and they're sliding on the roof of the train or like playing the violin or these two people who ride the e-train and every single morning they come out get they have a guitar and they sing like a bob marley songs and they're so good and people just ignore them and i'm like i gotta bust out this wallet <laughs> that's the why man that's the why and don't ever don't ever think that these people are never going to be successful because if you ever think that none of them ever gonna ever make it all i gotta tell you is one name as Sheeran. he used to be a street peddler street beggar whatever the term is a street performer yeah he, that's how he was discovered he was discovered by taylor swift if memory serves correctly i believe so yeah and he uh he just like rolled over to america and he was like homeless and he was crashing on people's couches and stuff you know just other musicians that he happened to meet at clubs yeah look at that and he made he made a he made a, a huge name for himself yeah, exactly. so that's a massive success story yeah and you know even smaller dudes like ajr ajr who's like yeah their parents are like you know their parents live in like you know new york city or whatever but they were you know they were just playing gigs on the train until they were like hey let's record some stuff and put it out and then they got popular and now they have a career you know yeah and if any young listeners are listening to this and they're ever thinking like you know will there ever be a, a scenario or an opportunity for me my advice or words of wisdom if if you're listening to anything if you want to hear anything that i'm going to say at all throughout all the podcasts we've ever done just go for it you never know who's going to listen to your show i mean to your to your podcast your music you never know who's going to listen to it for all you know all it's going to take is for you to have the one usher listen to your thing and you're the next justin bieber exactly yeah just make make your art do your thing um and do it while you're young definitely do it while you're young because you have so much time, you have energy, you have you have so many things to do. Like get out there, find some friends who are like, "Hey, I want to mess around with a band," and start that band. 
do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else to do right now in the world. Exactly. Just be creative. You know, open your garage doors, treat your neighborhood to a nice concert. <laughs> and if you live in in a, in, in a, an apartment, open the window. Yes, and just really go at it. Really tell your friend, bring that drum set in there. <laughs> open the fire skate, go on, do a fire skate concert. Exactly, and tell your friend and be like, hey, don't hold back. Give me those drums. I want I want it to be like a like a Slipknot concert in here. <laughs> yeah. P.S. Be safe. We're not promoting you to do dangerous stunts on the fire escape. Yes, yes. Do not do dangerous stunts on the fire escape. Definitely do not use a VHS tape recorder like we did in the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> or throw pennies at people as they're passing by. Oh, my gosh, dude. We were terrible people. <laughs> How I never made it to prison, I have no idea. I don't know. Somebody was talking to my mom recently, and it was somebody who had been to jail, and it was somebody I knew growing up, and my mom went, yeah, no, my son's never been to jail, and he raised his eyes like, really? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. (laughs) I guess I'm just not prison. I don't know. (laughs) The tales of life, man. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because as kids... Teenagers are terrible. All teenagers deserve jail, honestly. <laughs> That's why, um, what is that Zoran wants? Teenagers with attitude? Do teenagers have way too much attitude? Yes. Like, listen, like, I, I appreciate everything that the teens are doing now. They're infinitely better than we were. You know? <laughs> you know. I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I think that they're too much too soft for their own good true but they care about things we didn't care about anything (laughs) i don't know about that you know like we we cared about nothing i didn't at least i didn't i was like whatever (laughs) i think i think this this um culture is too sensitive to pc and you still, you guys still have South Park. <laughs> Watch True. some South Park. Relax. Just everything doesn't have to be cancel culture. God damn. I mean, that's very true. Um, <sighs> there are certain things that I mean, definitely there are certain things that need to be uh, changed. Um, I think the cancel yes, culture but- is a little, it's a little rough because you're never gonna, people aren't gonna be perfect, and um, and people especially if you bring things up that someone's apologized for 10 years ago, um, because then they're stuck in this inevitable cycle of just repeated offenses of something they've paid their time for. I think that's a little out of hand and a little weird. Like they drove Jenna marbles from YouTube. Like, come on, like let's calm down on that. Um, Did it? Yeah. Jenna marbles was like, I, I can't be on this platform anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. The last thing I remember from Jenna marbles was when, um, Oh, what's that song that she had with um something with the socks and ah oh, yeah, sw- swing the swing the hammer like Thor's dick or something like that. Yeah, Jenna sorry, Marbles. you can bleep that up. <laughs> I mean, it's this late in the episode, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> like Jenna Marbles was great. She's a very you know, you know she she apologized for stuff like that happened in like two thousand and nine or something like that. And then of course you know because there's more people learning about you every year who don't know that you apologize for something and they don't take the time to like look it up. 
they assumed they just brought it up again and they kept bringing it every few years you know they bring up stuff about jenna marbles every few years they bring up stuff about whoever and it's like i get it in some cases justified like shane dawson did a lot of stuff i get it justified um but in like the case of like jenna marbles like it was like two things she apologized for both of them she stopped doing both of them and then people bring it up every like two years and she left youtube that's crazy yeah she was like i gotta take a break i can't do it anymore and i don't know if she's coming back like she stopped doing her podcast or whatever like you know she was like i can't do it <laughs> yeah interesting yeah so there's a lot of stuff that need to be tightened up a lot of stuff that need to be changed and i think that'll i think it'll be figured out and sorted out by the next social media generation you know because like our generation was like the first one to have social media and now the next generation is really learning how to utilize it as a global platform and then the one after that well i guess it'll pretty much just be like cable or whatever you know <laughs> i fear for the next generation in terms of that because it's going to be too pc now you can leave you can't even leave comments on things without it being scrutinized up the wazoo just because you can't say anything dude back in the day i, I don't know i don't want to not we already no not not in this podcast we can leave that for another show yeah yeah <laughs> um we were having a great conversation about music i don't want to go into this whole discussion but we definitely need to come back and talk about the cancel culture and the negative effects that it's having and how it's too much it's too much yes it, it does it definitely needs to be reined in and we we can talk about that on a on another podcast episode um but yeah we, we've had a very uh very deep intellectual uh, talk about about music here um that ended with us telling teenagers to play concerts for their neighbors uh <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah for this week Braulio, do you have any happen to have any music uh or television show or book or, or whatever recommendations for the people uh to listen to or watch or read uh music yes actually um so there's a new i'm not sure if i want to pop out the itunes because i'm not sure if i was going to stop the recording on either side excuse me so let me see there's a new album that came out let me look for it banter a bit think about music powers yeah. power rangers am i still on the line am i still on yes i am you so are. i can hear you <laughs> okay so the new song that i'm listening to that i'm been obsessed with that i've been having a replay like replay to the point that uh, my wife has been annoyed is <laughs> called uh, I'll send it in the chat but it's called La Jeepeta or The Jeep interesting and the song is very uh, pervy and I enjoy it because there's this one line that says oh my god I can't believe I forgot how the song goes but it basically says next to me there's a blonde chick with giant boobs sitting next to me. <laughs> and I find that line to be hilarious. Yeah. So, that's my music recommendation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not an insightful after the insightful conversation we had. No, that's the beauty of music is is, is whatever uh, is whatever art you want to create, whatever you're feeling, whatever you want to, you know, even if you need a good laugh, you know, Al, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, you know? 
Oh man, whatever happened to him? He's still making stuff. Nothing will ever compare to Rice, Rice, baby. <laughs> or uh, Riding Dirty. Riding Dirty was my, uh, Riding Nerdy was my thing. Ah, uh, I remember that one. Yeah, or Amish Paradise. Oh, gosh, it's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole tonight. Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic, Lonely Island, like, you know, even comedy, you know, uh, Bo Burnham. Lonely Island is life. Yes. Uh, Bo Burnham, Art is Dead. My goodness, that was a great song. <laughs> did you ever buy uh, comedy tapes? I did. Uh, kids, before CDs, there were these things called tapes, cassette tapes, that you had to, like, when you got to the end of the tape, you had to, like, take a pencil and rewind it. <sighs> awesome. Nostalgia. God, those were times. Um, for, so, yeah, uh, for me... Um, I think I mentioned it earlier, or it might not have been on the episode, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Corpse. Um, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, it was, I don't know if that was on the episode or not, but if it wasn't, whatever. Uh, he's listened to E-Girls Are Ruining My Life. That is... Uh, <laughs> I like the name already. I know, right? He has another song called Cat Girls Are Ruining My Life as well. <laughs> I definitely like that one too. Like it's so he's very he's very good at it. He's he's a good rapper. Um and his voice is so deep. Like just so deep. It's is great. It's amazing. He plays a lot of Among Us on Twitch as well. Uh and he's very good at it. He's his voice is interesting. Um and he somehow got number one trending on Twitter by posting a picture of just his hands because he doesn't show any of his face or anything. Listen, if we got a egg to be Kylie Jenner on instagram we could get a hand to be number one trending on twitter yeah because you know he's like he's he's one of those people where like he doesn't show his face or anything for like music or anything like that so he was like you guys want to see my hands i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting though yeah and that's how i found him because i was just looking at twitter trendings and then i was like what is this only hands thing is somebody making like an only fans for their hands like what's going on here (laughs) <laughs> that's not a bad idea actually exactly and I like, probably, somebody does it definitely someone does it <laughs> there's probably people that do, I know there's people that do it for their feet there's a lot of like feet fetishes out there which hey listen no judgment no judgment <laughs> no we're playing a fitness in here no judgment free zone yeah like you know like, I've, like I said I've seen some things uh, <laughs> yeah, I've done some things exactly so you know but like yeah I was I clicked on it and I was like what is it, what's going on here and it was just a dude's hands and I was like what is this about and then they were like talking about you know the song e-girls ruined my life and i was like well i have to listen to this <laughs> like and then i heard it and i was like oh this is actually really good this guy's really talented and i heard all of his other songs and i was like yeah no i'm a fan now <laughs> interesting interesting yeah so twitter bringing people together bringing uh bringing people closer to e-girls um so yeah <laughs> uh so yeah uh, that's our, that's it for our show this week. So, Bralio, where can uh, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, so I am in a multiverse of places. Yes, I did say multiverse. I'm different versions of me in different places. Ooh. On the TikTok, I am bearded. I've been bearded on the Squirrel Avenger. There, I post Marvel related breakdowns, low budget Avenger stuff. Today, I actually posted a low budget version of the hulk where i painted my face green so check that out it was definitely 
fun to do, not fun to take off. On the Instagram, I'm at Braulio underscore show, as well as Twitter at Braulio Show One. And you can find my podcast where Morgan is a very, very, very fun guest slash co-host slash brother in arms at Braulio Show. You can find that anywhere the podcasts are sold. And yeah. Woo. Uh we at some point we have to talk about the TikTok for you page because mine is uh really messed up at this point, um, <laughs> like it's just all cosplay stuff and I'm I'm weird I don't know how it's gotten there I don't know how I've been have gotten there now um it's all like oh my TikTok is in a very good place right now my, my FYP oh dude mine is like D and D uh and very attractive women talking about being brats I don't know what's going on I don't know how it's happened. But it's there now. <laughs> that, that's that's what the things you like, man. You, you hit the like, the TikTok learn from your from your taste. I didn't even like it. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I am in my for you page is in cooking, Spanish food, and dancing midgets at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. No. I uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of women dressed as werewolves. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we need to go on your FYP for a little bit. <laughs> a lot, a lot of D and D stuff. <laughs> like I don't know how it's happened. I don't know what I did, but it's there now. Um, <laughs> I was few few weeks back. I was um, in LGBTQ for you page. Interesting and. It was very interesting, to say the least. I don't know how I ended up there. And it was definitely very interesting. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of bi women on mine. That's a... <laughs> um, uh, mine was just all men. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're having different experiences. <laughs> yep. A <laughs> uh, lot, a lot of attractive women dressed up as Shigo in mine. I don't know what's... <laughs> I then... About a month ago, I was in a... For some reason, I ended up in a cult for you page <laughs> that worship in Yasha. So I had a lot of Shishomaru worshippers, which was just weird. I've been in the moms for you page and the cops for you page. So I've been I've been everywhere, which is interesting and it's good because it just shows how large and unique unique though communities are on TikTok. Very true. Mine has just been very consistent. Very, uh, it's either Hawaii, like Kanaka Twitter and Kanaka TikTok, or uh, D and D, um, anime, or cosplay women. <laughs> just real, and a lot of those things intersect. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, where I've never been, a Marvel for you page. Ooh, I have. I've been there. But I post Marvel stuff, but I've never been on the Marvel for you page. Yeah, it's oh, dude, mine is weird. Um, somehow we got into this. We got to talk about this at another point. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a whole episode's worth of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at Morgan L. Brooks. You can find me on Instagram at Morgan L. Underscore Brooks. You can find me on uh, Twitch at Hidden Time Lord on YouTube at Hidden Time Lord. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Hidden Time Lord as well. There's a lot of Hidden Time Lord stuff. Um, and then 
not by the time this is going up because it's going up uh next week before the next episode uh or at least by the time the next episode is out check out the youtube page check out itunes i don't know the new single should be up it'll be really fun um i will tell you the title um it's called a song for jester uh or i don't know jester's mask or something like that whatever the name will be figured out by the time it comes out uh so those of you who know critical role or whatever you'll know about this and i think it'll be something that's really fun really enjoyable um and if you're interested i think we got one or two emails about this uh from the to the show if you're interested in being part of the DD campaign that we're trying to get started uh email us at renpodnetwork at gmail.com r-e-n-p-o-d-n-e-t-w-o-r-k-s at gmail.com where you can also send questions and you know fan mail and all the type of stuff which we will get around to reading eventually i promise um so keep sending it in and give us five star reviews on the itunes and the and the wherever else you listen to this and give us some uh some nice feedback it would definitely be appreciated and it will help us out yeah and give us some more questions on twitter tiktok instagram wherever you follow us and want to interact with us we are perfectly fine to talk the new spider-man stuff if you have a different opinion or whatever we're we're down to talk we're down to chat we're down to argue whatever you want to do um whatever oh before before we hop off though i do have to say that i finally figured out the posting schedule for my show i will be posting wednesdays that's my official episode release dates. All right. You heard it here first. So on Wednesdays, you can listen to Braulio's show. And then on Fridays, you can come here and you can listen to our sultry voices here. Um, again, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for being part of this community. The Discord server will be up at some point. I promise. Promise. Um, and go follow us in places and interact with us. And, and let's build this computer community even more uh, and get it wider and get, you know, awesome people on this show who really want to you know who we really want to talk to gerard way is uh is my is the number one dude that i want on this show i love him uh and i want to talk music and comic books and all these types of things with him and it'd be awesome because he's a real big nerd and i love it uh, <laughs> um but yeah thank you for listening we love you uh and goodbye <laughs> And remember, just because the paper comes back white doesn't mean you should stop wiping. (laughs) God dang it. (laughs) I'm stopping. (laughs) Wait, should I stop it?